Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. To help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker. And on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back to another episode So happy to be with you guys today. It's a magical Monday here in the studio as I record. And today we got something special for you, Bruin. I had the pleasure of doing a Facebook Live session yesterday uh, on Sunday with my friend uh, Justin Brown, founder of IdeaPod, amazing site that uh, people get together and discuss ideas. And him and I have uh, went back and forth for some time uh, from an article he posted a while back. Uh, about uh, negative thinking and is negative thinking a terrible idea or why it's a terrible idea. And of course, you know, I had something to say about that. And his uh, original uh, post went pretty viral. I mean, a lot of people, there were there were lots and lots and lots of comments on it. And my comment uh, ended up at the top of the comments, my response to it, and probably the most likes I've received of anything uh, out online. And uh, anyway, so it kind of led to a, a, you know, him and I got into a discussion back and forth in that thread. And that was several months ago. It popped up again recently, uh, actually in the Positive Heads Facebook group, and he made a comment because he is uh, part of the Facebook group. And anyway, long story short, we we decided, and we've been talking about it for for many months now, to uh, do a uh, Facebook Live and kind of discuss 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 our our our. Uh, various viewpoints and see, you know, where they merge, where they diverge. And we did that yesterday. So I'm going to actually share that here in a minute. But one of the things that I want to touch on before I share the audio from the Facebook live session uh, with Justin and I uh, is a a couple of things that I really, I wish I had remembered during the talk uh, and uh, actually talking to uh, a friend and uh, P head uh, Emma, she brought it up originally like, Oh, you should have brought up. And I think someone even in the comments said it. Um, oh, you should have brought up Dr. Emoto's work, the double slit experiment, because one of the things he, he brought up was, you know, not only is positive thinking a terrible, um, is it terrible advice or a terrible idea? 
and you know why I think it's not. And uh, then he also you know do thoughts create your reality? He he did not believe that thoughts create reality, and that actually reality sort of molds us, which is pretty much the exact opposite of what we talk about on the show. And it's uh, it's been a while since I bumped up against that idea uh, that there's an external world, really. <laughs> so which is what which is great, right? I mean, this is how we grow. But in retrospect, I'm like, man, I really should have brought up some of the scientific things. Um, so I'm going to do that now. I'm going to mention those now. And um, yeah, I'll actually share it with Justin as well. And anyone else who maybe tunes into the show from that Facebook Live can sort of hear my um you know, my thoughts on the scientific aspects. One thing that comes to mind, like I mentioned, is the double slit experiment, which is uh, a, an experiment they did in quantum physics. Uh, quantum physicists did where they took electrons and they shot them through a slit and then, uh, it, you know, see how they, um, what pattern they make on the back wall behind it. And with one slit, they would make a predictable pattern. And, um, you know, no surprise there, right? If I shoot something through a slit, uh, a marble through a slit, it's going to hit the back wall in a pattern. You know, if it's a long slit and it's kind of randomly going up and down, you'll have a, a, a sort of a mirror splatter mark if it was paintball, right? Uh, right behind the slit and, and nowhere else, um, you know, on the wall. And so what happened is, though, when they added a second split, um, they found these electrons actually were acting the same way waves do when they go through two slits. When waves go through two slits, they sort of, uh, it creates a disruption pattern, right? And then as they merge on the other side, you'll have, you'll have multiple lines on the wall based off of where the two peaks of the waves came together and it creates a disruption pattern. And by the way, you guys, if you look up double split experiment, um, on YouTube, you can see a great visual of this stuff. Dr. Quantum, there's a cartoon uh, that you can see. And it's actually uh, from the movie, What the Bleep Do We Know?, which is uh, another piece of evidence that I want to talk about uh, in a moment. So you could also go and check out What the Bleep Do We Know if you haven't. I think it's on Netflix. Highly recommend anyone uh, to check that out. Uh, but if you want to just check out Double Split Experiment, go to YouTube and you'll see if um, you know regular waves, water went through, it creates a disruption pattern as it goes through the two slits. And then on the back wall, you have many marks where it, it hit, right? Um, well, what they found at the, when they did this with, with electrons at the quantum level is this uh, electron, if there was two slits, it would go, it would go through um, the same way, like it was a wave, not a little ball of matter, right? So it would create this disruption pattern even when they shot one one little electron at a time. So they're saying, okay, we're going to shoot one. It's going to go through one of these slits and it should only hit in one place in the back. Well, that's not what happened. It created a disruption pattern the same way as water would, as a wave would. And they're like, this makes no sense. This is chunks of matter. So they set up something to observe right at the point of the slit where it actually, what slit is it going through? Well, when they did that, it started acting like matter, like marbles again. It started only hitting on one point on the back of the wall. Well, what this completely baffled 
scientists because what this showed is uh, when we observe, when consciousness, when, when we're looking, it does one thing. When we're not looking, it does another. And what this implies is basically, and when they looked at the math of it, when we're not observing, it's in, in states of quantum superposition, meaning it's all the things at once. It's going through one slit. It's going through both slits. It's, it's doing it all, which causes the disruption pattern on the back. So it's, it's what is talked about in What the Bleep Do We Know, that movie, that documentary. And that is, you know, when you're observing, when consciousness is present, meatter, meatter <laughs> snaps into place. When it's not observing, uh, it's it's in a, in a state of probabilities. It can do all the things or none of the things. It's 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 all potential, and consciousness is what causes it to actually come into being. Right? The observation, the observer changes the the effect. That's the very 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 important point when you ask, do we create our reality? Uh, when you look at quantum physics, that certainly to me indicates that we do, um, that consciousness is deciding when things become solid. Otherwise, they're, they're probability, which is goes with the whole idea of we create our reality out of all these probabilities, right? On the, on the, on the microcosm, it's reflecting this macro macrocosmic, uh, idea that we talk a lot about with law of attraction and, and things like that. So, um, so that's one thing. Uh, the other that I want to touch on uh, briefly is also from uh, What the Bleep Do We Know? And that's uh, Dr. Masuro Emoto's work um, when he studied water. And um, basically what he, he did is water being the most receptive of the four elements. And of course, us being made of what, like 90% water, they say. So uh, how do we affect water with thoughts? So he had uh, Zen Buddhist monks um, meditate on water, got, you know, uh, purified water, distilled water, took pictures of it under a high-powered microscope, meditated on this water, sent loving energy, loving thoughts, take another picture of the water, and it looks like a beautiful snowflake. It, it, it transforms the actual water molecule. They did the opposite, send hate, negativity, pain. Now it looks like this very ugly, distorted, uh, without structure uh, molecule. They did the same thing with writing just words uh, on on the bottle itself. So this is another very important. You can also, if you go um, and uh, go to YouTube and, and uh, search for Dr. Emoto, Dr. Masuro Emoto, a water experiment, you'll see a clip from the movie as well uh, going over this and showing you the pictures and everything. And lastly, the other the other thing that I would encourage everyone to do, go, and I actually had Dr. Bruce Lipton on the show a while back, go and uh, search Biology of Belief on YouTube. You'll see a full documentary um, on Dr. Bruce Lipton, Biology of Belief. It'll say full documentary. It's about an hour. What he does is he stands up there on stage and he actually uses uh, little models and he shows you the science of how your beliefs create your reality. He shows you how this whole idea that, oh, it's in your genes isn't really true at all, and that you switch genes on and off with beliefs, and he backs it up scientifically. So these things, when you take a look at just these three things, um, you know, do we, do thoughts create our reality? Yes, they do. <laughs> and so that's, uh, that's what I wanted to share at the top of this. Now what I'm going to do 
um, is go ahead and play the audio from the Facebook Live. Uh, I encourage you guys to check out IdeaPod, by the way. Justin is awesome. IdeaPod's awesome. His partner, Mark, was even on uh, as, a, as a guest uh, over a year ago as an interview uh, originally. Check out ideapod.com and, of course, you know, on, on Facebook and everything if you want to actually see the video and uh, see my bright, shining, sometimes fuzzy face. I don't know why my video would go fuzzy from time to time. Um, Justin's didn't, but uh, maybe I was in a state of quantum superposition. Yeah, that's it. That makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I'm just going to – no song today. It's, a, it's a, you know, about a 40-minute um, – Facebook uh, live audio. So this is already kind of uh, on the longer side for a daily episode. So uh, no music today at the end, but uh, hope you all enjoy this. Love you all. Until next time, journey well. So everyone that's joining us, let me know in the comments where you're tuning in from. My name's Justin Brown. I'm about to have a conversation with Brandon Beecham, who is the creator of the Positive Head podcast. And we're going to discuss positive thinking. Is it terrible advice? Can your thoughts create your reality? It's a really big conversation. I know we've got a big science audience coming in, and I think this is a really important conversation for all of us around what reality is and the relationship our thoughts can actually have with reality. And we're going to discuss positive thinking. Uh, Where this conversation comes from is that on IdeaPod, we've published some articles uh, criticizing the positive thinking movement in the United States. Now, here we go. We've got Brandon Beecham here. Bring Brandon on camera. He's being invited. And I think that you're all going to really enjoy this conversation. I love Brandon's ideas. He comes from a different perspective to me. So I'm expecting, you know, a really good exchange here. I think we might hopefully learn a lot from each other. I know I'll learn a lot from Brandon. He's probably someone who's thought more about positive thinking and the movement and the ideas than almost anyone I know. So he'll give it a really good justification for why you should embrace positive thinking. And here he is. What have we got here? Brandon. Hey, sorry about that. I, I don't know. Completely spaced and joined from my computer to my phone. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you, but I can't see you. I can only see a bit of a computer screen. So here we oh, go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold it's on. It's the other on. way around. There should be a button to switch it. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I hit it by mistake. Everyone, everyone is tuning in. That's perfect. I can see you. That's absolutely Hey, better great. late than never. A little technical difficulty, but... No, it's, it's given people a chance to come in. We've actually got a, a few people tuning in at the moment, getting ready for the conversation. I've given it a bit of a primer. Excellent. If you're tuning in, let us know in the comments where you're tuning in from. Uh, and make sure you like each other's comments. Share your own perspective on positive thinking, whether your thoughts can create your reality. Uh, we've got Lachlan Brown tuning in from Ho Chi Minh City. Uh, I know Boone's tuning in from California. And people are coming in from all over the world. So, uh, Brandon, I'm, I'm really excited about this. I've just introduced you as the founder of Positive Head. Just in a couple of lines, can you tell us what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Positive Head is a podcast that I've been doing for about two and a half years. So I started off uh, just doing interviews with what I refer to as consciousness change makers, and uh, very quickly realized as much as I love that, it was uh, all about them and I didn't have a chance. I was talking over them way too much. <laughs> so, I started doing, so I started doing daily shows uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. So Wednesday I release an interview. The rest of the week is me talking about you know, whatever's bubbling up in my own world or questions from listeners or you know, anything um, that is sort of um, in the realm of um, raising your vibration, self-growth, that sort of thing. So yeah, it's, that's, it's that's amazing. what the podcast is about. 
I was just explaining you are the perfect person to speak to because on IdeaPod we've published a few articles criticising the positive thinking movement, the ideas oh, that underpin <laughs> positive thinking, and you've you know come across them and you know written some great comments and you know we've had a few chats as well. And I said, well, if there's anyone to speak to about this, it's really you because I know that you've considered these ideas in a lot of detail. Uh, so you know I want to really give this a good justification for getting all perspectives out there, which is what ideas IdeaPod's about. We often say these conversations are about ideas having sex. So let's see what we can kind of co-create when we throw our ideas in together and what actually grows from this. So how uh, Brandon and I have agreed to start is that I'm going to start, you know, with a couple of minutes just to explain a perspective on why I think that positive thinking is terrible advice to give to someone that wants to create change in their life, uh, why I think that your thoughts don't actually create your reality, and then Brandon will respond, and then we'll move into a conversation and try to flesh out some of the ideas that, that emerge. So to begin... I'm just going to make a couple of uh, points. So the first point I want to make is that I think that thinking positively can be very powerful for reframing a perspective, for actually seeing the silver lining, for understanding that if tragedy comes, that there is often a byproduct of something that happens in your life that can be very positive, a positive outcome. I believe in positive outcomes and actually being optimistic and trying to, you know, create change in the world. So I think that's a really important point to make. I'm not saying that you should just ignore thinking positively through and through. Uh, I'm going to try to present, you know, a few extra points to go a little deeper into this. The first point is that I think, though, that by giving the advice to think positively, it becomes kind of a mantra that distracts people from embracing reality in some really important ways. And the first is that I think we need to embrace all of our emotions. Our emotions are there for a really good reason. Now, I'm just going to use one example of grief. Uh, if someone's going through grief, uh, you know, maybe someone's passed away and there's some sort of tragedy in your life, it's very important to embrace the emotion of grief. It's there for a reason. We shouldn't, I believe that the advice to think positively ends up resulting in people repressing emotions like grief. Uh, and often, if you embrace your own grief, it can result in feelings of compassion and, you know, building better connections with people around you later in your life if you really embrace the tragedy that goes on in your life and feelings of grief. Another example is anger. I think that anger is one of the most powerful emotions we can have and when connecting with anger uh, in the right way, it can result in action, in creating change. So the first point I want to make is that we need to embrace the full spectrum of all human emotions to be a full human being. The second point I want to make is that you are not your thoughts. And I think this is a mistake uh, in philosophy, especially in the United States, but all around the world in different areas and especially around the New Age uh, movement. I believe that uh, some of the latest studies in neuroscience, we've got Mike Anderson saying, your thoughts create your reality. Keep the comments going in. We want to get a lot of engagement, like each other's comments. We'll just, we'll see what emerges. So the next point is that your thoughts don't create your reality. New studies in in neuroscience suggest that when I pick up this glass, I've I may feel like I've made the decision in my head to pick up the glass, but actually uh, there's parts in um, in the motor neuron part of the brain has activated before I'm even consciously aware of having made the decision. And what I think that suggests is that our thoughts are not as powerful as we think they are. We actually make decisions subconsciously. And I think that our free will resides in a different part of kind of the human apparatus as opposed to the frontal cortex, reasoning, thinking part of the brain. And the result is we give too much power to our thoughts. They're not as powerful as we actually think. Uh, And I think that's a really important point 
the other point I want to make is that a lot of the most important human functions happen naturally. While you've been listening to this you know, broadcast, a lot of you have been taking breaths without even thinking about breathtaking. It's the most instinctive thing we can do. Uh, and I think a lot of our human action, when we can get beyond thinking and we start to act instinctively, that's where a lot of the human power really comes from. So that's the next point I want to make. Uh, the, the, I guess the third point is that um, our actions can, are the most powerful part of creating change in our life. I think that we can get too wrapped up in thinking of what we need to do, in making decisions, in you know, acting with intention, repeating mantras over and over. And I think that actually when we act, even when we're thinking negatively, that's the most powerful thing to create real change in the body, create real change in our mental framework, in our processing apparatus. And that means that you, know, you become a doer uh, rather than a thinker. And we can actually act from a very negative place. And that results in negativity starting to go away over time. Uh, another point I want to make is that I don't think we should try to be happy. Part of the positive thinking movement often, I think, is about manifesting happiness in our life, acting from joy or a high vibration, as you mentioned, Brandon, at the start of mm -hmm. this conversation. I think that's very distracting. But it takes us away from acting in really powerful ways. And what I mean by that is that we often have a preconceived notion of what a high vibrational state actually means. Now, of course, if you look at vibrations in nature, it's based on frequency, which is up and down. Vibration goes like this, right? And that's kind of like, according to Tesla, you know, like you've got to look at the frequency of life and that explains everything. And a frequency, you've got to really embrace the downside as well as the up. Whereas if we're always imposing these ideas around positivity and high vibration, we're actually creating a state of what we're always trying to get to, which creates separation between where we are now and where we're trying to get to. I think actually that a better goal in life is to act with fulfillment, to embrace life, embrace the moment, embrace the ups and downs, to live life to the point of tears, to fully embrace whatever's going on in this moment, my anger, my negativity, my frustration, my happiness, whatever it is. And I think that over time, when you learn to live that way, happiness more naturally emerges. It's kind of like a condition that can't, you can't think your way into happiness because that can often be your greatest enemy, your thoughts. And it's a great way to kind of like bypass the monkey brain and just get into a much you know, more naturally happier state. And the final point I'll make before I hand over to Brandon is that I think that if we follow some of these prescriptions and we ignore the positive thinking movement, we start to embrace our true nature, which is to just be human beings, part of this natural world, which is where our emotions rise up quite naturally. And when we embrace them, we can act much more instinctively with much more power. We'll be a fuller human being. And I think that it is a more scientific way to act as well. So... I'm going to leave it there. Of course, there's a lot more to say about this, and I'm going to hand it over to Brandon. Excellent. Well, Justin, I, I definitely uh, hear everything that you're saying, and I appreciate a lot of the points that you're making. And uh, also, I didn't have a chance to say thank you for having me on in general. This oh, is it's awesome. A, it's a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is awesome to be able to explore this and sort of look at, this is how we get to the bottom of what is really going on, I believe, in life is like exploring like this and diving in deep and being willing to say, okay, what does this person have to bring to the table that I may or may not? Or how do we, oftentimes it's, it's out of sort of the friction between ideas that the truth will even emerge. I think of, you know, business partner. It's like that a lot of times. I'll have one idea. He'll have another. The next thing we know, 30 minutes later, we find something that's perfect, <laughs> right? And so totally. uh, 
I, I, I feel like, uh, you know, as someone who's looked at oftentimes, you know, via uh, the people who are connecting to my show and listeners as a teacher, I always say to them, whatever you do, just remember you teach best what you most need to learn as well. So, you know, I'm here student first and teacher second. I want to I want to preface everything with that. But um, so here's here's kind of where I see some some different I have some different viewpoints than you do on, on some of the points that you made there. Um, one is, uh, you know, what's funny is this uh, <laughs> this whole thing started, uh, as you mentioned, there was an article that you wrote that uh, used one of my favorite teachers, Osho. Um, mm. But you you went on to, to mention, you know, doing being more of uh, sort of the path to achieving uh, balance and equilibrium in life. And Osho also said, uh, don't just do something, sit there. And what I think he means when he made that statement is that everything is vibrational in nature and there is no out there out there is what I talk about all the time on the show. My, my belief is we're all one with the source that creates and animates all things. And, uh, you know, as a result, um, what, whatever we are resonating with, we're going to create and see reflections of in our external world. And so there's a big difference, and, and this is what we talked about and I'd commented on the, the article at the time. There's a big, big difference between focusing on something from a positive perspective uh, because you see the bigger picture, i.e., you know, I'm one with all that is and everything is happening for me, not to me, and it's happening through me. So this lump of coal that appears to be a lump of coal is actually a diamond in disguise if I choose to expand my perspective enough to see it from the right, pers- you know, from the right highest perspective, I would say. So there's relative truths. There's, you know, you and I are separate. I believe that is true. We can see that. You and I are one. From another perspective, that is true, I believe. And when you connect that back to the idea of us being one with the source that creates and animates all things, it's happening for you at at all times. So big, big difference between focusing on something from a positive perspective because you see the bigger picture and focusing on something positive as an act of escapism or suppression, uh, running from something that's not pleasant, right? And that is um, what what is happening a lot of times with people who you know think positive, think positive. Okay, let's not bring to the surface these things. These maybe there's been a tragedy, maybe there's been some some trauma in your life. I believe facing that is very important. Um, you know, ultimately. Um, you know, uh, but when you bring the light of awareness to it, you know, an alchemist is, you know, spiritual alchemy to me is the art of sifting and shifting perspectives, expanding your perspective. And an alchemist is one who transforms everything with love. And when you, you know, shine the light of awareness in the dark, it transmutes it, right? I am one with the source that creates and all, uh, creates, I'm one with the source that creates and animates all things, uh, I'm an eternal being and change is guaranteed. What else really matters when you can understand that from the highest perspective, if you, if you even resonate with that? So, uh, you know, I, of course, do. And so that's where I'm coming from. So all I can tell you is whether someone agrees with that or not um, is it, it just, as I always say on the show, I just challenge people to play with that idea, apply the idea and see how it works for them. The amount of magic you can see in your life, the amount of peace that you can find during traumatic events, then the the negative, it's not really negative because it's happening ultimately for good. It's all ultimately happening for what is source? It's love, right? But you can't know that which you are unless you know that which you are not, right? So any of these negative things or trying things or traumatic things from the, the 
uh, the, the way our higher self views them, they're actually a gift. There is, there's a gift oftentimes hiding behind the lump of coal, right? The guy who lost all his limbs but then realizes his passion is to teach, you know, as someone who can overcome that. Well, that had to happen for that soul to have the experience that it, that it chose to have. And when you're an eternal being, uh, as I believe we all are, y- you know, you have a lot of time to try a lot of different approaches to, to beingness. <laughs> and that includes, you know, once again, you can't know that which you are unless you know that which you are not. So the negative, quote unquote, is really never negative from the ultimate perspective, I would say. Okay, great. Thanks so much, Brandon. Now, um, for everyone tuning in, uh, make sure you leave in your comments. We're going to come back towards the end and look at the comments and see if we can you know, respond to any questions or comments or whatever you may be saying. Uh, hit that like, love, anger, especially for me. Hit the anger button if you really do feel angry. I think that's important. I don't want you to sugarcoat your emotions and pretend that you think this is amazing. If you don't, (laughs) we want to know about it. Get real, for sure. To see those emoticons kind of like fly across the page, you know, gives us a bit of feedback. We want this to be very much a three-way conversation. Um, Well, look, I'll just, I I think that's that's really um, a wonderful way to live life. And I I largely, you know, agree with, with the idea of being, I guess magical creatures in the fa- in the way that our consciousness does uh, shape what we perceive. It's like the filter with which the world you know enters our brain, uh, and our, our mental frameworks are really powerful for creating that filter and helping us to engage with each other, to have consensus in society, to agree on what's important, to discuss our value systems, and to you know collectively move forward. I guess a question I've got for you, Brandon, is how do you mm-hmm. define whether something is positive or negative? Mm-hmm. Great question. Okay, so I would say ultimately um, it's positive or negative based off of the perspective I choose to bring to the experience. So I could have something happen to me, like you and I are both, let's say we're sitting together and a, a thunderstorm comes and it starts pouring down rain. You can decide that that is negative because you've got on your brand new $3,000 suit and it's getting ruined. Uh, and I can decide, oh my gosh, I've been waiting for a day to dance in the rain for you know a year now and it's finally happened. So the perspective that I bring to the experience determines whether it's neutral by default. My perspective d- determines how it is, uh, you know, how it is experienced, whether it's positive or negative. And that's really my point: is you know, uh, as you get in touch with the what I call the ultimate nature of reality, the truth that I've found within myself, and in, like I said, I always encourage others to explore with an open mind and open heart that you are an eternal being that's always been and always will be, and everything's happening for you, not to you, in through you. Everything that pops into my world, and I believe it's all reflections of me as well. So when it's it's there in front of me, I'm like, hmm, oh, this person's being, uh, you know, really difficult to deal with. Hmm, what are they telling me about myself? Why is this vibrational reflection coming up? And as I approach my life from that that perspective, I find all these gifts and level ups and. I, I transmute things. I, I'm learning how to become uh, an alchemist in transforming things with love, and that's that's really where where it's at from from the way I view things. So, I guess the the next question I've got is how um, do you do you believe in sacrifice? And I'll give a bit more context to the question. So. Let's mm-hmm. say that I have a vision for what I want to do with my business. Um, mm-hmm. 
do you believe in doing things that don't feel good right now but then mm. create maybe a, a work routine and create a process that helps me to operationalize, you know, in this case, my business, but this can be applied to many different parts of life, to all kind of artists. And, you know, a bit more context there is I, um, you know, I read a lot about highly creative people, uh, like authors and artists and everything. And, of course, this is very blinkered. Uh, and there's many different kinds of artists that create from a diff- very different place. But I think one of the most powerful ways to create is to actually get into a process, get into a routine of writing every day, even when you feel like shit. Uh, you know, in just painting, in practicing <laughs> your craft, in being the best at what you do, in being an elite athlete that just trains relentlessly nonstop. And I think a lot of that is embracing pain, learning to live with pain. And without that, uh, mm. I think that we, um, we become lesser human beings and we c- can become... Mm-hmm maybe a little lazy you know we always chase the good feelings chase mm-hmm. joy how do you how do you address that mm-hmm. yeah i think that's a wonderful question and it, it's you know not to be redundant but it sort of comes back to the same thing over and over again for me and that is you know okay so you're working really hard and that's something that i've definitely resonated with in my own life working very very hard to create things and definitely having moments where i'm like oh God, I don't want to deal with this or I don't want to do this. But once again, when you start to realize that you uh, you determine how you feel about something, not the other way around. I know we've, we, we've lived a lot of our lives, a lot of us as, you know, if this happens, I'm happy. If this happens, I'm sad. If this happens, you know, we're reactive beings. And as we uh, evolve, I believe you start to bring the, in the light of awareness, you, you get in alignment with the way your higher self sees and experiences and creates. You realize it's not happening to you. It's happening through you. And you get to determine how you view it. So, yes, maybe I have uh, determined that signing up for hardcore training is important. Uh, and at times that can be difficult. Um, it doesn't mean... And, and you may not even be happy with it if it's hurting in that moment, but you can choose to be at peace with it by, by understanding that this is the path that I've chosen and I get to determine how I, I want to judge it, if you will. And so you can, you'll find as you start, you know, instead of this thing that we're all used to doing, reacting, reacting and judging these things as, as, as bad, you can find the silver lining always in the experience. And we all know that, uh, you know, we've had the experience of working hard for something and then that's what makes the reward in the end um, it, it makes it worthwhile right so if we can bring that energy and knowingness and awareness to the the, the 75th out of 100 push-ups that you've decided you're gonna do right it's uh, you can you can now bring some light of awareness and perspective to it that although it may be difficult uh, you can be at peace with it and be seeing what's good about it in that moment it's, it's yeah. always a choice it's a neutral it's it's neutral the, the experience what you do with it determines positive I, or negative and I think that like as I expected that's where we arrive um, at a largely similar perspective you know I would say we kind of like like circles that overlap and and that's really the point in which uh, I think the most powerful seed of human action can come from and one of my favorite authors is Viktor Frankl and he wrote a book called Man's Search for Meaning uh, right after the Holocaust he was imprisoned and uh, mm. you know his big insight that he brought to the 20th century it's been the fish head he ate the fish head soup right I'm not sure. I don't know what the fish head uh, yeah, soup is. Okay, I think it's him. It's uh, part of his story, and maybe I'm confusing him with someone else, where it's like every day he, he had soup in a concentration camp 
with nothing but water and a in a fish head and how he would uh, learn yeah. to find the the joy and beauty in that i don't know maybe i'm confusing him with someone else no it, it may be the case and his big insight is you know everyone who has a why to live for can bear with almost any how um, mm-hmm. but the big insight which i think you're sharing is that um, and he was saying we've always got a choice in every moment in how we react to something uh and and that's a really powerful place to be um you know in in my case i think it's really important to fully embrace the negative emotions that rise up as a way to to really go there uh, and I think you would probably use the language around, you know, lining, uh, shining lights on the shadow side, you know, mm-hmm. in not ignoring it, in not pushing over it. And that's where I think, uh, you know, it's really important. Um, my feeling is that all of the advice around, you know, people thinking positively results in a lot of people ignoring negative emotions, ignoring parts of their life that need to be changed. I mean, someone who's stuck in a traffic jam in trying to get to a meeting to get a new job that they really need, you know, like just sitting there and thinking, oh my God, everything's perfect. I'm not meant to have that job. Actually, I think it's a great way to learn a lesson and leave earlier and make sure you're on time mm. for your next job interview. You know, I think there sure. are some, some negative results of this movement, but but of course, it really depends on how it's, um, how it's articulated um, as, as we've found here. But I was thinking to, to go through some of these comments and see what people have to say. Yeah, if I could add one quick quick thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Teal Swan talks a lot about working on the shadow self. And one of the things that she she talks about is positive focus really works on everything except for the things you're trying to use positive focus to avoid. Uh, So (laughs) avoidance is the problem. If you can, you know, uh, understand that this this pain point, maybe, you know, as as small children, we were taught this is good, this is bad. And we 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 kind of turn into a split being. We do these things and we're going to get love and we these parts of ourselves and yeah you know first thing that pops to mind for a lot of people there's so much uh sexual repression and things like that this is bad this is bad this is bad so it turns into this unconscious part of ourselves that we stuff down and when you can if you're trying to use positive thinking to avoid that stuff uh it's going to rear its head ultimately it's going to come out in reflections because it is a part of your vibration right and so you're going to get you're going to get reflections of your your totality, not just the surface part of myself that I'm presenting. And I think that's the part that you really you don't uh, approve of. And I agree with you on that. It's like, instead, look at these parts of the shadow self, bring uh, some awareness to it and see it from uh, a perspective that helps to transmute it and embrace it and wrap your love, your arms around it. Love it up. Love the part of you that's a little bit weird or got this funky thing that's not approved. And here's the reality, man. If everyone came out with all the weird that is them at once on planet earth it would like we'd be like wow what a bunch of freaks right so it's like we're all it's just a matter of like loving ourselves where we are loving these parts of ourselves that have been repressed and this really allows it to once again you may not be happy with the circumstances but you can be at peace with it and to me that's always uh, positive to be at peace with what is even if it's not necessarily you know and that contrast tells you without contrast we wouldn't know what we want to choose to create as conscious creators what we want to create next comes from the contrast of you can't know that what you want or that you are unless you know that what you are not so, so I, yeah it I did, I did piece find of the puzzle. It. I did find there that definitely the, the point where we diverge, which, which I think is really productive, and it's that I don't think we should be labeling things as the shadow side or as mm-hmm. 
darkness because that assumes that we've got the ability with this, you know, whatever this frontal cortex thing is that gives meaning to things that go on around us to actually define what's going on. Rather, and I don't think we've got the ability to transmute things in the way that you're saying. Rather, mm-hmm. I think when you don't define things as the shadow side, as darkness, like setting up the contrast between light and dark, it allows uh, you to sort of embrace natural things, nature, in a more powerful way. And then things do get transmuted, to use that language, but they get transmuted mm-hmm. through us, not from mm-hmm. us kind of as an act of doing, but mm-hmm. as an act of being. Um, mm-hmm. But I did want to get to, we've got Dean Hopkins here, uh, okay. has left a thoughtful comment, which is embracing the nature of life, both polarities, negative and positive. It seems people get confused about this because much of society is promoting the pleasure-seeking mantra. I think that's one of the really big dangers in, in modern day society is that we're dopamine-charged beings that are junkies. addicted. <laughs> yeah, we're dopamine junkies. They're addicted to Facebook social media, email, the next notification that comes in from your friend for validation. Um, mm. We're addicted to food with processed sugar and everything. Basically, we're, we're, we're walking addicts. And I think that it's, it's a terrible thing right now in a kind of a capitalist society where there's so much money to be made from us being addicted to what's going on. I mean, we're doing this on Facebook and, you know, we want this to be entertaining so we keep your attention here and we want to be kind of like polemic and argumentative and, you know, we don't really want to find the, the balance between our perspective. We want to go at it like a Fox News <laughs> We want to win! Because <laughs> that'll be more entertaining. It'll kind of like trigger people and be more sensationalist. So I think it's a real danger in society at the moment. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, I think uh, you make a really good point. It's uh, being addicted to, um, you know, the comments from someone else or being right, uh, you know, uh, is, is something we've got to be really, really careful about. And being in ever getting to a point, if I ever close my mind to anyone's perspective, uh, there's a problem. You know, I at least want to explore it because once again, I, I know just enough to know I don't know much. And uh, I've, I've learned that it's from the type of interactions that uh, more truth uh, seems to emerge in my experience. And, you know, loneliness, a lot of times people are reaching for this validation because they're, they're, it's escapism. They're running from themselves. And, you know, um, uh, a quote that I love, loneliness is a sign you are in desperate need of yourself. <laughs> you know, and uh, you are, I really believe you're your own soulmate and learning to fall in love with yourself and learning to, you know, find, um, find the beauty and not needing that validation outside of yourself. And always saying open and always being a, a student first and a teacher second is is super super important um and i you know it, it it's like i said this um this experience is is one that uh i believe if we continue to just look at and continue to you know um, for me it it, it, it in a course, you know, I have the Positive Head podcast, right? When the, the article comes out, positive thinking is terrible. I'm like, no, I, I can't, I can't, uh, you know, I've got to make a point about, I, I don't believe that being positive is ever, is ever terrible. It's just a matter of uh, negative comes as uh, the result of, um, a, a, I won't say wrong perspective, but a, a more limited perspective. And I believe we're all evolving uh, daily as, as a society where I believe there's sort of a spiritual awakening happening because we are leveling up, if you will, um, as a species where 
we're understanding more and more about the nature of the game in which we find ourselves, this earth school, as I would call it. The, you know, and as we, we, the, the blinders get lifted and our, our, our perspective expands more and more, it becomes uh, more and more difficult for me to stay uh, in a, in a quote-unquote negative state about something because I, I truly believe it is happening for me, not to me. And whether someone has my exact same perspective or not, I cannot deny the benefits that that path has you know, um, brought into my own life and my own experience and, and in the peace, even in difficult times that it's brought. I think, I think that's, that's beautiful and one of the great outcomes of uh, us sharing those articles on IdeaPod so we can have this conversation because Absolutely. It's, it's a wonderful way to live life. And, um, you know, I won't deny that thinking positively uh, has had wonderful impacts in my own life. Uh, I, I began IdeaPod with, I guess, a really big dream. Uh, you know, I was doing a PhD in international politics. I had no idea about creating a technology company. It's definitely evolved into something different than what I intended, but it's here. It's hosting this conversation. It's getting ideas out there. And I did need to think positively in the beginning and just kind of like push through in some way. Uh, mm-hmm. And that, that's been very powerful for, for me. Um, I guess a, a final question before we, we, we end here. I did want to ask you, um, it's on topic. It's about thoughts creating your reality. Mm. What does that mean? Uh, and, and I guess I mean, like, because I'm, you know, of course, positive head. I've, I've listened to quite a few episodes and I'm part of the Facebook group and I love the discussions popping up, even though I come from, I guess, a slightly different, you know, philosophical perspective. I really mm-hmm. enjoy being part of it. Um, and of course, I think one of the, the common belief systems in this movement is that your thoughts create your reality. Mm-hmm. I did say at the start, I believe that our thoughts don't create reality, but rather reality yep. creates our thoughts. So right. can you kind of like expand on that or, or share a perspective mm-hmm. on this? Yeah, I would say that is a statement that is uh, definitely out there uh, a lot. But I would say uh, more than thoughts create your, your reality feelings create your reality um, because what you're you know I can think something but be feeling something else and it's that feeling that I believe we create reality from so this is you know where we, we see things a little bit differently once again mm. you know you had mentioned earlier going out there and doing something uh, I don't believe there is an out there I, I don't believe there is an out there out there I believe it's all a vibrational reflection of what I've what what I'm resonating with vibrationally so mm-hmm. I believe I'm the center of my own private universe and you are a prop in that in that my own movie, if you will, and vice versa. I'm a pro- I reflect a part of your consciousness that resonates here as this, as I do, right? The guy who cuts you off on the road or flips you off later, he's another part of your consciousness being reflected back. So, you know, it's uh, thoughts certainly lead to feelings and feelings are the powerful thing that creates uh, what shows up in, you, in your movie, if you will. And I believe in this dimension, there's a lag between what we've felt, what we've resonated with vibrationally, and for that matter, you're, we're composite beings, so that's why dealing with these things that are unconscious, these suppressed maybe pains or traumas are important because they make up a collective part of your vibration. So, um, you know, and then what you see is a, is a composite of the complex uh, 
uh, being that you are, right, reflected back. And that includes, you know, all the positive stuff, all the repressed stuff and everything in between. So, um, you know, what I always encourage people to do and it's, you know, what, what the show is about is let's, let's uh, look at the idea of managing your vibration, getting yourself into a heightened vibrational state, uh, one that is feeling like you are empowered as feeling as if your you know, life is happening through you, not to you, and then seeing what kind of results that approach. Because at the end of the day, I can study all kinds of things. I can hear all kinds of opinions, including my own. And what is your experience? And when you start playing with some of these ideas that there is no out there, out there, everywhere I go, I'm there waiting for myself. You are literally another me. And what I do to you, I will feel the energetic repercussions. You start playing with some of these ideas. And all I got to say is do so with an open mind and buckle up your seatbelts because it will show itself to you in a way that is so incredible and overwhelming and powerful. And, you know, there's, Justin, there's people who are connecting and experiencing things multidimensionally all day, every day um, that are communicating with beings on other levels of reality where it's hyper real, makes this seem dull in comparison. This isn't happening like to one crazy guy, you know, down the street who needs to be in the loony bin. These are highly intelligent beings who you just being around them, you just feel so warm because of the vibration that they resonate with and are emanating. So this is something, you know, it's like until someone's experienced that sort of thing, though, it can seem really far out and crazy, right? Um, but there's a lot more going on than what we're seeing at the surface. And I just encourage you and anyone else, just play with the idea that you do indeed create your reality, not just with your thoughts, more importantly, with your feelings. If you want to know what you're going to see tomorrow, because there is lag in 3D, look at what you're feeling the most today. I think, I think that's almost like a wonderful closing statement. I do, I feel compelled to respond and I'm feeling that way. So I need to do it. I need to follow the joy, the kind of like high vibrational kind of state I'm getting into right now as I share this perspective. Uh, and, you know, this is kind of a tough thing to figure out, to agree, to falsify one way or the other. So, you know, this is just a fun way for ideas to have sex. But <laughs> super fun. Super what, fun I, what I feel is that reality creates our feelings and facts mm -hmm. don't care about our feelings. Mm. And that's where I think we start, we can, we're at danger of being manipulated by our feelings, by being manipulated by our dreams. I think that the advertising industry wants us to follow our feelings all the time. And that's kind of like the dopamine mm -hmm. charge world that's being created. And if we actually start to recognize that our feelings are a, a byproduct of the conditions we create in our life, of the processes we create, of the hard work we do, of the forward movement we create through our action, the feelings are kind of like there's a lag time and they follow what we're actually doing with our life, but they're following the motor, the engine, the kind of like the human spirit that's deep within, the real power to create change. As for the magical beings you talk about, I'm certainly more than open to that and I believe that my personal belief system. I don't know how we're going to, in the next scientific revolution, start to, you know, like intersubjectively agree through consensus on what these magical beings look like and everything. But I'm more than open to different dimensions existing. However, I think when you get into that kind of like interdimensional experience of reality and there's different methods of going there, whether it's through meditation, trance, psychedelics, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. uh, I think it's very real. Uh, However, I think we can be very manipulated by whatever goes on there. And I would say when you start to get back to nature, you'll see that mm -hmm. not everything in nature is a good thing. 
Uh, there are mm. predators in nature, and that is actually okay, and it helps make us stronger. And I also think mm-hmm. there may be, if we extend that analogy, and I don't know this, but there may be predators out in those magical mm. realms of being. And by getting back to a perspective that reality creates our feelings, reality mm-hmm. creates our thoughts, our thoughts are the handmaiden of the human spirit to do something in this world. I think we're in a more powerful state of being to embrace life, embrace its challenges, and kind of like move on in this world. But I, I think that's just a probably a great way to figure out where our perspectives are. I mean, if you feel, I feel like responding to that or want to yeah, close it out, quick, it's up to you, Yeah, one quick, quick little response is I would ask you, you know, who creates the reality then? And that's, that's really where the big question is. If you believe reality, you know, sh- shapes our thoughts, I would say, well, who, who creates uh, that reality? And I think when you really explore, and these people, speaking of people having multidimensional experiences, uh, you know, uh, what, I, what I find fascinating about people having those sorts of experiences, whether through meditation, breath work, uh, you know, plant medicines, you know, near-death experience, many of them are coming back with the exact same uh, experience profound experience from these uh, these realms and that is holy smokes I am one with it all and I created this and I am a fractal of source and so you know that's really where we're differing here is in, in, which is beautiful which is beautiful oh, oh, but I, I love this and I just want to respond quickly because uh, I think mm-hmm. my battery's going to run out soon I don't want that to happen okay. before I finish the broadcast um, <clears throat> but I think that is one of the fundamental questions of our time on this wonderful planet it's a question that i don't want to run away from and that i embrace wholeheartedly i want to surround myself Mm -hmm. with other people that are on the same search for the answer to that question and i'm going to run away from anyone that claims to have the answer and i think that's where our power lies when we can live in a state of inquisitiveness of curiosity while also embracing Mm. a healthy dose Mm -hmm. of skepticism especially when it comes to people journeying into those places and coming back Mm. because I do think we can be Mm -hmm. manipulated along the way and I think there's something wonderful about being very human in this world but I love the search I love that anyone that's out there please subscribe you know go to it's positivehead.com is that right yeah, that's a like website, or you can find the podcast anywhere. There's podcast, you know, iTunes or Google Play yep. or, you know, SoundCloud. I guess Spotify as well. So make sure you subscribe and, and listen um, and, you know, follow IdeaPod. Share this if you think it's been an interesting discussion. We would love to get these ideas out there. Thanks so much, Brandon, for joining me. I've really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, it's been wonderful, Justin. I really, really appreciate you as well, my friend. And uh, I continue. I, I uh, look forward to continuing this conversation and exploration uh, on planet Earth here with you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you are definitely someone that I want around me in the search for the truth with a capital T. <laughs> well, you can't get rid of me so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll still be popping up in the comments section of whatever we post. Like, no, guys. Yeah, for yes, sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not quite right. <laughs> anyway, thanks everyone for joining us as well. Also, if you're craving more consciousness elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000 plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration. And if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out.